0: I'm so glad to be back again. Uh, I see so many new faces, uh, other faces that I know very well, and it's my joy to be in your midst today. Praise the Lord. I want to take this opportunity to appreciate uh, Pastor James and the patients for their warm welcome and even opportunity to come and be with you today. I believe in what God is doing here. And I know that this is just the beginning of a greater work. Amen. Amen. Of course, as the pastor said, yesterday I was here, we began. And uh, so we are just going to continue uh, with the same frequency that we, the Lord gave to us. As you have heard, my name is Mark Mutinda. I'm one of the pastors in Life Church International uh, in the Apostolic House. Um, And I love the Lord. Today, it's a great honor that I'm with my wife. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I told you yesterday we married uh, in November 30th. Not 31st, 30th. I think. (laughs) In the year 2002, so next month, we are celebrating 19 years of marriage, and the Lord has blessed us with two boys. Uh, One of our sons is here. He's called Daniel Fadili. Uh, He is now 10 years. Yeah. 10 years. (laughs) And you have to confirm every time. (laughs) And uh, our firstborn is in high school in Form 3. He's uh, 16 years, going to 17. And we thank God for him. Amen. Uh, Before I begin to speak the word, kindly allow me with great honor to welcome my wife to come so that she can speak and greet us in Jesus' name. Put your hands together and receive Gladys. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Karibu sana.
1: Amen, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Wow, I'm happy to see all of you. I can see some familiar faces, and God is good. So as you've heard, my name is Gladys. I'm born again this morning. I love the Lord. And above all, I'm so happy that we are going to fellowship together today. For I know the Lord has prepared a table for us. What makes me happy, what makes me excited is to know that the Lord loves us. The Lord loves me with an everlasting love. And so the same to you. Just know in every situation, in everything, that the love of God is for sure in your love, in your life. That whenever you call upon him, he hears and he will answer according to his will. I'm so encouraged that today I am going to leave this place with a word from the Lord. I've been following online what has been happening here. And it's such an honor that you are receiving what you are receiving. My prayer is that after hearing all that has been going through and that which will continue coming through, that let your life not remain the same. Pick something out of it and run with it. Pick something and keep praying it through until God does something in your life concerning the word, because whatever he brings to us, it's because he knows we need it. He knows that is what we require in our lives. So I'm ready to run with mine, and I know my life is not going to be the same. So God bless you so much. Amen.
0: Uh, thank you, Gladys. I think you can pray for me, and then so that we read the scripture.
1: Okay. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, in the name of Jesus, we bless your holy name this wonderful morning. We are grateful, O God, for your everlasting love upon us, O Father. We thank you for your mercy, O God. We thank you that you are with us even this moment, Jehovah Father. As my God, we sit down to listen to what you have for us, O God. I want to pray for Pastor Mark, O God, that may you use him, my God. For your children, for your sons, for your people, O God. That, Father, that which, God, you have prepared for us this day, O God. Through him, O Jehovah Father, that's going to come through my father with accuracy, O God, with power and anointing, O Jehovah Father. It's going to touch a soul, O God. It's going to change a soul, Jehovah Father. And thereafter, O God, a fruit will grow out of it, Jehovah Father, for the glory and honor of your name, O God. Thank you for every listener, O God, even those who are online, Jehovah Father. We call ourselves blessed because we are receiving from you. We thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you you so, so much. Amen. Yeah, please appreciate her. Revelation chapter 6, verse 1. Thank God for conferences because every time we have a conference, we read the entire Bible. So... Today we are starting at the end. Revelation chapter 6 verse 1. Now I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures saying with a loud voice like thunder, Come and see. And I looked and behold a white horse, he who sat on it had a bow and a crown was given to him and he went out conquering and to conquer. When he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature saying, come and see. Another horse, fiery red, went out and it was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth and that people should kill one another and there was given to him a great sword. When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature saying, come and see. So I looked and behold a black horse. And he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a denarius and three quarts of barley for a denarius. And do not harm the oil and the wine. When he opened the fourth seal... I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, come and see. So I looked and behold a pale horse. and The name of him who sat on it was death. And Hades followed with him. And power was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword, with hunger, with death, and by the beasts of the earth. Let's now go to Revelation chapter 19, the second reading. I'm going to read from verse 11 to verse 16. The Bible says, Now I saw heaven opened, and behold a white horse, And he who sat on him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire. And on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven clothed
2: in fine linen
0: white and clean followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he should strike the nations and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself self-treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty. to God, and he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, and what is the name? King of kings and Lord of lords. Today, I want to share on a message that I'm calling Jesus Christ, the warrior king. Jesus Christ, the warrior king. Yesterday, I made an appeal to those of you who are here, you remember, that I need to borrow your attention in these few days that I'm going to be coming Because I am coming as a scribe. I feel that the Lord has given me a mandate in this conference this year to teach on some very important subjects. Some of them are a bit sensitive. So that we can lay a good foundation for your life and also a strong foundation for this ministry going forward. I know this is a sauna as the pastor said, but please don't intercede for the preacher. And um, I know it's it's going to be a bit of a stretch because you'll be engaging your mind a lot, but please Have the capacity. Praise God. And I want to believe God that I'm going to speak for one hour. God, help me. And in this one hour, I believe that much will be accomplished. Praise God. Jesus Christ, the warrior king. He is a warrior. He is a man of war. And we need to understand him in that uh, dimension of warfare. But more importantly is for us to know our place in the army of the Lord. Because the Christian life is a warfare. When God raises a people, a church, a local church like this one, he is recruiting us into war and if we are to win in the battles of the kingdom we need to understand certain things now revelation chapter 6 from verse 1 to 7 is talking about the four horsemen somebody say four horsemen I know some of you, you have heard certain teachings about the horsemen. And we have been taught for a very long time that these four horsemen will come during the time of the tribulation. And it's a terror. Every time we teach about it, people get scared. Some of them get nightmares. You begin to see horses, you know, And it's very graphic. That's why I like the book of Revelation. The four horsemen, the first one in verse 1 and 2 is a white horse. The second one, verse 3 and 4 is a red horse. The third one, verse 5 and 6 is a black horse. Then the fourth one, verse 7 and 8, is a gray horse. And it's very clear when John was seeing these visions, the cherubims and the living creatures were giving him the meaning of those uh, horses. Now, traditionally, we have been taught that the white horse... And the man on the horse is Antichrist because he will come with peace, but it's going to be deceptive. I beg to differ. The second horse, which is a red horse, it represents war. Is a color of blood it represents war the third horse which is the black horse represents famine that's why food becomes very expensive the final horse number 4 represents death now the book of revelation was written around 6665 ad And this book of Revelation was speaking primarily of what would happen from the time it is written to 70 AD when the temple will be destroyed. So these things are not in our future, they are in our past. Glory to God. And so God was telling the prophet, certain things are going to happen around that time that will culminate in 70 AD when death will be released and many people will die. But the first horse is what I'm interested in. It is not the image of the Antichrist. It is the image of Christ. And he was saying, before there is war, before there is famine and destruction and death, the gospel will conquer the world. Glory to God. The gospel will conquer the world because Jesus is that man on the white horse. And he's, he has a crown on his head. That cannot be Antichrist. And he is going conquering and conquering. And when you look at the book of Acts, you see this coming to pass. That the gospel spread to the known world. Before God sealed up the heaven and the earth to usher in a new heaven and the earth, the gospel would prevail in the earth. Now, so this is a picture of Christ, and more specifically, it is how the gospel would invade and conquer the known world. I want you to know that Jesus Christ, even now, is the man on the white horse. Buona si San. And we are beginning from very far, but as we come to the close, you will really understand how it applies to us today. Jesus is making war. Ah, He is making war. Now, in Revelation chapter 19, and that's where we are going to dwell on. You see again Jesus on a white horse. You know, look at verse 11. Because I realize, by the way, it's, it's also always very important to be very slow when you're explaining the scriptures because you don't want anybody to, con- to be confused. Hallelujah. One of the things I'm very scared of nowadays is to preach and then ask people questions. I tell you, they will tell you something you never said. And you'll be wondering, okay, who said that? <laughs> Because people understand very differently. It is very important to take time. Amen? To take time. If you want to be a good preacher, now I'm I'm going besides myself, if you want to be a good preacher, Evans, I want to tell you this, never be intimidated when people sleep as you preach. (laughs) Do you know why? When you begin to see people disconnecting and sleeping, unaanza na una deviate. You change the tone and you miss people. Let them sleep. Their ears are opening. <laughs> Never be intimidated. <laughs> I tell you the truth. Be true to God, not to men, to God. And people will appreciate. Hallelujah. How many of you remember how you used to sleep in class? Some of you, you know. Ulukona sweta, unafunga kwa shingo. Unaeka mkono kwa desk, unalala. But how many of you appreciate your teachers? <laughs> Not many people appreciate their teachers. You know? But you have learned from them. Now I saw heaven opened. You see that? And behold, a white horse. And he who sat on him was called who? Faithful and true. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. Who is this talking about? I mean, you, you, you cannot even uh, miss it. Yes. It is Jesus. He is on a white horse. So the same person on the white horse in Revelation 19 is the same one in Revelation chapter 6. True. He's the same one. True. And he says he's called... Faithful and, and, and true, and in righteousness he fights yes. and he judges. Yes. So Jesus is in a warring mode. He is in a fighting mode, even now in heaven. Amen. And the church must understand that so that we can win the battles of God in our generation. Man, I feel good. So, how does Christ make war? For those of you who are writing, Jesus Christ makes war through the church, which is his body, as the church advances the gospel message in every generation. So, the war that he is fighting... He is fighting it through the church. That is why he is not the only one on the white horse. There are also others on the white horse. Did you see that? So, as the gospel advances from generation to generation, Jesus Christ is conquering and conquering. Never play around with the gospel. I hear many people speaking... Bad things about the colonists. Oh, wakoloni, wabeberu, walikuja, wakachukua shambazetu, na, you know, wakatuachia biblia. What people don't understand is that Africa opened up because of the gospel. The first wazungus who came to Africa were not politicians. And they were not businessmen. They were missionaries. David Livingstone, all the way. You you read from history, he came to discover the source of River Nile. That is a lie. He came to preach to the natives. And he said, I can take advantage of being in Africa, let me just tour (laughs) and explore. But he came as a missionary. Ludwig Kraft, is it Kraft? He came to Kenya. Rabbi. So the missionaries are the ones who came. And as it happens in every civilization, the gospel is the one that comes first. And then it begins to attract politicians and begin to, attack, to attract businessmen. And the colonialists came. But the, the, the original idea was not to colonize Africa, it was to transform Africa. Right now, after only 50 years of independence, can you see how the gospel has prevailed? Yes. Oh, Jesus. Even now, they are trying to take us back to Mount Kenya. I tell you the truth. As long as Jesus is on the white horse, yes. it will fall to nothing. I tell you the truth. Oh, glory to God. Glory. I said, Glory to God. Glory. Right now, we are dealing with generational curses. There are so many. Let me tell you the truth. Just watch. After a period of time, there will come a generation. They will not be dealing with generational curses. Amen. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Because they will be tracing back five generations of believers. Yes. They have already dealt with those curses. Kitambo. Now they are just enjoying life. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And we are praying that even now may the gospel prevail in this generation. Jesus is on a white horse. He is making war but it is through the gospel message that he is fighting. Oh my God. Never play around with the power of the gospel. If you want to see your life change and I've seen that in my life and in the lives of many people. If you want to see your life, and here I'm going to be a bit, uh, now, let me begin with the positive. If you want your life to change, sit under an anointed preaching of the word and be consistent. Your life will change. Many people think their life will change by going to Karura every month to fast and pray. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. People think their lives will change by looking for the next powerful man of God in town and going to deliverance sessions. Nothing wrong with that. But let me tell you, the power is in this book. I have seen how God has changed and transformed my life from glory to glory by paying heed to doctrine, to this book. Reading it. Hearing it. Studying the book. Ah! And you begin to see demons begin to fall away. Curses begin to break. Nobody laying hands on you. But it is the power of the gospel. And I pray that God will raise men and women, man of God, who will walk with such a revelation. Like Apostle Paul. I think I've mentioned this here before. How when he was going back to Jerusalem, he goes to one city and he calls the church for an overnight meeting. An overnight meeting. We call it Kesha. And then they sit down like you guys are sitting and the man opens his mouth and begins to speak. And he speaks up to midnight. How many of you will enjoy that kesha? I am honestly. Most of us, we can't even endure a prayer kesha. A prayer kesha. My God. one hour, two hours, I'm a fika musho. Our Kesha's nowadays is concerts. That is nonsense. That's nonsense. I know I'm on air, but God forgive me. Why should I go for a concert and deprive myself of sleep? The way I like sleep <laughs> to listen to a concert? No. No, we are playing games. But Apostle Paul is not even a prayer Kesha. Is what we can call a word Kesha, and the man is just speaking. He's speaking. He's speaking now. This man who is speaking is a man who was in the third heaven. How can you not attend that occasion? And you know he will tell you what he had in the third heaven. And then one young man became very sleepy. You can't. And he went next to a window. Now, why did he go next to the window? Of course, you know why. Kupata. But Apostle Paul was not intimidated. He just continued. And then the man fell. God have mercy. <laughs> the man falls. And I think it was first floor what? He falls. And then Apostle Paul has to stop the, pre- the, the teaching. He goes down. He resurrects the boy. And when he resurrects the boy, that's not news. If I was Paul, my friend, I would turn that to a revival meeting. Yes. My friend. I mean, I mean, he you give him food. Take care of him. Let's go back. <laughs> Where we stopped, let's continue. And he taught them the whole night until daybreak. Men and women who commit themselves to that intensity of the word, they cannot remain the same. My prayer for this church is this. Because we are still laying the foundations. May we build by the word. I'm telling you the truth. May we build by the word. Yes. It's going to be a sure way of building. And we are going to unleash mighty men and women in our generation from this local church If we build by the word. But let me tell you. You will be intimidated by people. You will be intimidated by trends and fads. The new things in town. But if you build by the word. You will never go wrong. Let's not build. By prayer. Let's not build by music. Let's build by the word. Prayer, music, should be facilitators yes. of the main thing. Yes. Alright. Don't make the secondary to be the primary. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. At least I have some age. I have some experience. And I can tell you this. I have seen a few things. A ministry that is built on a prayer movement will be very strong, but it will mature and develop people who are warped. They are not sober. Very spiritual, but they are not fruitful and productive. spiritual they design demons everywhere yeah. they can tell you things you, you, you are, your hair will stand they decode things in the spirit but they don't have impact uh-huh. Uh-huh. so prayer should not be the primary thing uh-huh. it should be secondary uh-huh. churches right now this is a, the, the, the trend We are building through music. In the U.S., it is a crisis. It is a crisis. Ministries now are recognized by their music. Do you know why? It attracts people. Many ministries in the Western world, they are built on music. Even the name of their church is a song. No problem. If you build on that, because when you build ministry on music, you, you may even have good music. and, and, and We enjoy those, those songs, and they have been a blessing to the church. But the problem is that if you build your ministry through music, it becomes an entertainment center. These things should not be primary, they should be secondary. Build by the gospel. Build by the word. Because he makes war through the advancement of the gospel. And uh, now le- le- let me show you at least uh, five things that you can write down. Is that okay? From Revelation chapter 19, verse 11 to 16. Then we will go to Ephesians chapter 4, and then we finish. I can see I only have 30 minutes. Now, in that scripture, the Bible shows us the tools and the weapons of the gospel. In verse 11, the Bible says that he, in righteousness, he judges and makes war. So, the first tool is called righteousness. Righteousness. So, God will use righteous men and righteous women. Righteous men and righteous women. When you talk about a local church like this, if you want to be part of the army of the Lord, what should we do? We need to use righteousness. There needs to be Pure righteousness, both the imputed righteousness, that is the righteousness of faith, but people, men and women who are righteous. Oh, glory to God, who are righteous. The preachers are righteous. The worship leaders are righteous. The ushers are righteous. The families are righteous. The leaders are righteous. And righteousness gives the enemy advantage so he says in righteousness he judges and makes war the second thing here you see is a weapon of the gospel is the blood of Jesus Christ The blood of Jesus Christ. Go to the next verse. Uh Aha, the other one. Let's read together that verse. One to go. All right, I can't hear you. Please raise your voice. Dipped in blood. And his name is called the word of God. So it is through the blood. It is through the blood. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to say this. It is time for us to begin to go back to understand the power of the blood of Jesus. Yeah. In Revelation chapter 12, the Bible says that they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony and they did not love their life to the very point of death. So the blood of Jesus is a weapon of war. Yes. The blood of Jesus. and, and, and g- Can I say some few things here and then I will throw another stone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where it is landing but anyway, we'll just throw it. Yes. Now, when we talk about the blood, we need to understand that the blood of Jesus Christ was applied in two ways. The first time Jesus is hanging on the cross and he was, you know, he, he was bleeding from, I think, seven, seven areas of his body. You know, the, the head and all of that. And then the last one, he was pierced on this side. Now, when Jesus was hanging on the cross, he said one thing that was interesting. He said, it is finished. Now, I like that word, it is finished, because it means everything that Jesus came to accomplish was done. You know, he did not need to go to hell to accomplish anything. Everything was accomplished at the cross. But one one thing also you need to understand when Jesus said it is finished, it is not just the work that was finished. The blood in his body was finished. In other words, Jesus could not leave the cross until every ounce of blood in his system was finished. Yes. Kaya. That's why when he rose again from the dead, yes. he appears to the 12 disciples. Yes. He said, you Thomas, you, you did not believe I rose from the dead. Touch me and see if a ghost has flesh and bones. Not flesh and blood. Yes. Flesh and when Jesus rose again from the dead, he did not have blood. It was poured, all of it. It was shed, all of it. But now, spiritually speaking, when he ascended, because you remember when he had resurrected, Martha, you know, Mary, saw him in the tomb, and he wanted to to embrace Jesus. Jesus said, no, don't touch me, because I'm here to ascend to my father. But rather, go, tell my disciples. Let's meet. Now, when Jesus ascended to heaven, And we will deal with this the next time I come. So, he he ascended to heaven. And the Bible says that he took his blood, which is actually his life. He took his blood to the very temple in heaven. To the father. He took his blood. Now, the blood that was shed is the same blood that he took to the very heavens and he presented it to the Father and it became the blood of sprinkling. Do we have a bowl? Or I use the offering bag. Let me use the offering bag. Don't worry. The high priest in the Old Testament in the day of atonement they will slaughter an animal. Okay, And then they will bring it to the altar of bronze that was at the outer court. Then, when the animal is slaughtered, the high priest would harvest some of the blood. So, in the brazen altar, the blood was shed. The blood was poured. But, that was not enough. The shed blood had to be taken and the high priest will go with that shed blood Mm. to the most holy place. And then come to the altar Mm. and take some of the blood and sprinkle it on the, what is it called? The The article and the last article would be the Ark of the Covenant, which represented the praise of God, he will sprinkle that blood. Now, God said to them, if you shed the blood and you don't sprinkle the blood, it is not applied. Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, he shed his blood on the earth, but he sprinkled it in heaven. And Paul speaking in Hebrews chapter 12 says, this blood that was sprinkled in heaven is speaking from heaven. And it is speaking better things for us. So if we are to fight and win, we need to understand the power of the blood of Christ which he sprinkled. Now, One of the things we do, and this is now another stone. One of the things we do is that we take the blood and apply it on things. When you talk blood to an African, an African, blood, ah, we'll use it for everything. This is what we'll do. We are going to Kisumu baba. Kwa jina la Yesu. Tunachukua yodamu yako. Uh, it is already it's already sprinkled by the way. <laughs> Lakini tunaitchukua Iyo itoshi. We tunataka kuirusha mahali. Tunamwaga damu kwa barabara. Yes. Ili tusipate ajali. How can you take the blood of Jesus that was shed for you? And apply it on a road. Built by the Chinese. Don't you see there is a problem there? I take this car. In the name of Jesus. I sprinkle the blood of Jesus over this car. No devil will see it. How can you throw the blood of Jesus on a car? That is not how we apply the blood. The blood of Jesus, Pastor Patience, is applied on us. (laughs) Ah. So, those of you who have developed a prayer routine of smearing the blood on things from today, stop. The blood is applied on on human beings. Because Jesus did not die for stones. He did not die for tarmac. He did not die for metal. He died for souls. The blood is applied on human souls. But the power of this blood is what gives us an advantage in spiritual warfare. The devil cannot touch you, my sister, Amen. because the blood is already applied. Amen. That blood is speaking. Amen. Yeah. Every now and then, even when you're asleep, the blood is speaking. Amen. Oh God, have mercy on Davis. Yes, yes, yes. The blood is speaking, keeping on speaking. Amen. Now we need to understand the power of the blood of Jesus. Jesus. And what has made believers weak, man of God, is because we have not understood the power of the blood of Christ. My, by my, my. Damu ya yesu. I think those of you who, who compose songs, please, let's compose some songs about the blood. That blood. Let's not lose it. That blood. That blood. That blood. Kaya. He, is, he was clothed with a robe dipped in blood. And it was his own blood. And his name is called the word of God. That is the third weapon. The word of God. Somebody say the word of God. Can I say some few things here and then we move on? I see there's a lot of movement. Uh, If we can try to settle down, I would really, really appreciate. Amen. Look at your neighbor and ask them, are we still together? So the word of God. Now, the word of God is a weapon of war. Somebody say this after me. Say the word of God God. is a weapon of war. But there is something you need to understand. That there are different levels of engagement with the word. The first level of engagement with the word is what we call the written word alright the bible this book you read it or a pastor opens the bible and preaches now that engagement of the word is powerful but there is a level of warfare the church will not win by just engaging with the written word The Bible says, the Bible says, that's the dimension of the evangelist. They just quote the scripture. No problem. We need to come to another level of engagement with the word, which we call Rema. Now, Pentecostal people, that's where we are. That's where we are. You know what is Rema? Revelation. How many of you have heard a preacher say something like this? Can I bring a revelation to you, children of God? Can I go deeper? God gave me a revelation. And I'm telling you, we bring mysteries to people. Especially the church in West Africa has taught us those mysteries. And we deal with the the, the, the dimension of revelation. Now, revelation is a powerful dimension of the word, Davis. But the problem with revelation, especially in our time is that revelation has gone overboard. Everything now is revelation. I don't know now the next revelation will be what? The revelation of sharp shoes. I don't know. I, I had a state, uh, 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 you know, something that is going on. It's, it's from Nigeria. Now it's in Kenya. Where there are people who got mystery and revelation of Bakora. You know what is Bakora? Bak- Fimbo. There are preachers that I know when they go to preach, they have to preach with a Abakora. Here in this country. It's called the mystery of a staff. Don't joke with Nigerians. And they believe there is anointing in carrying a literal staff. So some of them, when they go to, they want to purchase property. Like now you know you want to purchase a property. The apostles and the prophets, they will come with a bakora. And then they believe, if I point the ground with this bakora, it will be mine. This is the level of revelation, and we are going overboard. We are going overboard, because now we are mixing the word with African mysticism. May God help Africa. But there is a third dimension of engaging with the word. That I believe God is going to help us to enter. Is called the dimension of doctrine. The dimension of doctrine. Because doctrine. Is somebody entering into the word. And beginning to look into a matter. What the Bible says. The entire scripture. And then they. Open the scripture, not just to read to you what the Bible says, but to unfold the treasures that are in the word. Not just the revelation, what I had when I was praying. No, no, no. It is what the scripture says here, connecting with there, connecting with here, and then bringing out the truth of the word. And the dimension of doctrine is what God wants the church to come into so that the word of God will prevail. Acts chapter 19 verse 20. Let's read it together. Acts chapter 19 verse 20. We'll still come back to Revelation. Acts 19 20. Oh glory to God. Let's be a bit fast because of time. Let's read together out and loud. One to go. Gryo, mightily, and what prevails? What prevails? What prevails? If we want to see the gospel prevail, the agenda of God prevailing, what will prevail? When we bring doctrine and the word, even the ground submits. Oh, Jesus. Am I talking to the right people here today? Oh. It is the word. And that is why even now we are, we are praying and fasting for these 40 days. The man of God has decided we cannot just pray and then go home. 40 days of prayer. So what? We, we have to add something. We have to have 10 days now where we sit down and the word is released because it is the word that prevails. If you want God to prevail in your life, my brother, it is the word. If you want things to shift in your life for God's will to prevail, it is the Word. Oh God, we must understand the power of the Word of God. Somebody say, The Word of God. Word of God. Say it again, the word, the word of God. It is the Word that prevailed. Now, the context of this chapter was simply this Paul comes to Ephesus. And then in a space of two years, and actually the next chapter, chapter, chapter 20, he said it was three years. Uh-huh. Apostle Paul had one assignment. Yes. The man, and, and, and here you need to understand me. I don't think I'm condemning. Okay? This is not a stro- stone I'm, thro- I'm throwing. I'm just commenting. He did not have an intercessory group. He did not have a worship team. He did not have ushers. He did not have ministry partners. He was alone. But in a space of two years, every day, he rented a school of Tyrennus and his work was to open scripture and bring doctrine. Mm -hmm. The man was so busy, he could not even pray for the sick in their homes. Mm -hmm. He would just say, "Bring, bring some aprons. As I preach and I'm sweating, my sweat will touch that kitamba, and then after the service, I will give you take it home from one location every day. Doctrine, doctrine. If you are in that class, will you be? Will you continue? Yani Pastor Akwombe Nima doctrine tu? hey, scripture, scripture. People are just sitting down. I said, Wow. It's amazing. But as he continued, the intensity in the spirit increased until people began to be healed as he was speaking the word. My God, the witch doctors in that jurisdiction could not operate because of a man in one location speaking the word. And if you dare invite him in your house, he will not come for anything else. He will open the scriptures in your house and teach you. And that way he said, I did not cease to bring to you the whole counsel of God in the temple and from house to house for three years. It is the power of the word. The power of the word. And that's why I said at the beginning, let's build by the word. Glory to God. Let's build by the word. Through the word of God. Now verse 14. He gives us the fourth one. Revelation 19.14. Now, let's read this verse together out and loud, and then I share a few things on this point. Let's try. One to go. Clothed in fine linen uh and clean, followed him on white horses. So, the other weapon that God has is the armies of heaven. The armies of heaven. Somebody say out loud, "The armies of, armies of heaven." Pastor Kim, let me tell you something, and and this is a lesson I heard from somebody, and uh, I realized is a truth. If you want to know the people that God has sent to you, and they are genuinely saved. And they mean business with God. How they handle the word will show you the spirit they carry. Yeah. When you see someone who does not love the word, leave them alone. Okay. They are going nowhere. Warrior. Warrior. (laughs) That thing has helped me when when I'm dealing with because it's very easy to know people. There are people that come to you not to add value to what God is doing. They are coming to be problem matters. The devil wants to position them as an issue of problem. Yeah. and to know is very easy events open the scriptures how people handle the word yes. demonstrates who they are because the children of God those who have the seed of God when they hear the word every enzyme in their body wakes up yes. I'm telling you the truth. All right, let me prove to you. Somebody say the armies of heaven. So God fights with what? The armies of heaven. Now, in Revelation chapter 17, verse 14. My screen is dead, but I'm going to use this other one. Revelation 17, 14. I want you to see how this army is described. Let's read okay, This is the one Let's read One to go With a lamb You see now the, the lamb as enemies This will make war with And what will happen Why Why For his lord of lords And king of kings But that is not enough don't miss my next session. Whichever date will be, don't miss. <laughs> he, the Lord will not just win because He's Lord of lords and King of kings, because of the other last section. And let's read: those who are with Him are called, chosen, faithful. So the army of the Lord and consists of men and women. That have been called, chosen, and are faithful. Those are the people that God is bringing together. People that are called. People that are chosen. People that are faithful. And Jesus said in the gospels, many are called, but few are chosen. chosen." So, the call is for the many. But when God calls men... He gathers men from among them that are chosen. So, in every local church, there is a people, but there is also a people within the people. Yes. 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 Ah, yeah. Called chosen. Now, for you to be chosen, you must pass a certain exam. It's not favoritism here. You must prove yourself worthy. So that he says, now I have called you, but I, the way I see you, now I choose you. Yes, yes. But there is another test yes. he's going to do. No, Now, not just the chosen, but to choose faithful men from the chosen. Faithful, faithful, faithful. And so the army of the Lord is going to be the faithful. faithful. Let me give you an example. Gideon. God comes to him and the Bible says, "Ah." okay, the Bible says the man was threshing wheat in the wine press. Do you know what that means? You you don't thresh wheat in the wine press. You thresh wheat on the threshing floor. But the man was so scared. He was threshing wheat where the wine is pressed. (laughs) And then the angel comes to him and looks at Gideon and he tells Gideon, Gideon, you are a mighty man of valor. Now that is like an insult because the man is hiding. He says, you are a mighty man of valor. And then God says, go with this strength of yours. So that means man of God. There are times when God Looks into us yes. and says, the strength that is in you is enough. Yes. Yes. I don't need to add any strength. Yes. The same strength that is in you. Go and you deliver the children of Israel as one man. Oh, yes. As one man. Now when Gideon is given that assignment, he does what a leader does. should do. He goes to Israel. And he chooses 32,000. Somebody say 32,000. <laughs> if you are Gideon, you will say, now God has remembered me. This is a mega army. 32,000. And he begins to train them. Glory to God. When I find them they are looking for the swords. They are now taking their formation. And then one night, God appears to Gideon. He says, Gideon. These people are too many. God, what do you mean? They are too many. I cannot deliver you through these people. Speak to them and tell them, anybody who is afraid, go home. Then Gideon on the Sunday service ensures all the members are in church. He says, praise the Lord. The army of the Lord. They are ready to fight. He says, the Lord spoke to me last night. And he asked me to make an announcement. You know, Gideon was thinking maybe 2,000, two, three 3,000 will go home. And then he says, anybody who is afraid, we release you today. Do you know 22,000 left? <laughs> 22,000. Then he was left with 10,000. Hallelujah. So maybe it took a month to encourage himself. I said... Okay, even 10,000 is not very bad. If I divide them into four groups, we can still do something. Then God appears to him again. Now, what has happened? He called 32,000. But 22,000 were chosen. Not 22, 10,000. 10,000 were chosen. Then God appears to him and says, Hey, Gideon, these people are still too many. Because I told you I will deliver Israel through you. One man. There are too many. Now this time around, don't make an announcement. Because at this level, you cannot know the hearts of people. It is not easy to know people's hearts. It is not easy. Uh, But I'm not saying next Sunday to go uh, (laughs) You are part of the faithful. Amen. 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 <laughs> he says, you cannot know the hearts of people. What you do, take them to the water. How they behave in the water. That's when you will know who is faithful. To I my story. I'm telling you. How people behave in the water. That is what makes the difference. Not how they behave in giving. Not how they behave in praying. Not how they behave in attending church. Not how they behave in their relationships, even though those things are important. How they behave in the water will tell. How they drink. Do you know 9,700 they drank like what? (laughs) 300 are the ones who qualified. And God said, now these 300 are the faithful. And God delivered the nation of Israel through the 300. The distinction is how they handle the word. The word. Jesus. Look at your neighbor and tell them you are called. Tell them you are chosen. And please convince them you are faithful. <laughs> and tell them that is why you are in the service today. Yeah. Do you know there are times when we, we need to come to the service... And in the apostolic house, we have had th- those opportunities. I pray they will come back. Where immediately we come to the service, we sing two songs. And Apostle David takes the mic and says, sit down. For the next two hours and a half is the word. Anybody who is a joke, next Sunday they cannot come. For two hours, sit <laughs> They cannot. How you behave at the waters will determine whether you'll be in the army of the Lord. Oh, Jesus. I hope I'm convincing somebody here today. Praise the name of the living God. Number five. What is a weapon of war? This will be very brief so that we go to Ephesians chapter 4. It is by his authority. And his authority is shown in three words. His sword, his rod... And his name. The sword is the speakings of God. The rod is the strength of Christ. The name is the character of Christ. So when he says the sword, the rod, and the name, he's saying it is my authority that comes by my speakings, by my strength, and by my character. Now, I want to read Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7 to 16. And then in the next seven minutes, we finish the service today. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7. And this one, I will kindly ask you to read with me. Because it's going to be the the last reading of the scriptures. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7 to 16. Are you ready? Let's read together. One to go. Alright. Ukonyuma, I can't hear you. Please encourage me. Let's read again. One to go. Grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Uh-huh. Therefore he says when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. huh now this, he ascended. What does it mean? But that he also first Descended into the lower parts of the earth. Uh-huh. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens. That he might feel all things. Uh-huh. And he himself gave some to be apostles. Some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, uh-huh, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Continue. That we should no longer be children, tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. Continue. Speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ. From whom the whole body, joint and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for their defying of itself in love. I want to take this time to share with you still about the army of the Lord and give you five things we see in this scripture. The first thing that Apostle Paul says, and please I want to request you, you can write down on your notes. Are you ready for this? The first thing Apostle Paul says is that God gave Christ a gift. That is in, I think, verse 7. So we'll just go from verse to verse. You'll see all those things. So you can go back to verse 7. God gave Christ a gift. But to each one of us, Grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. So the Father gave Christ a gift. That gift that the Father gave Christ is called grace. John speaking says, Of his fullness we have received grace. For grace. Why? Because he came full of grace and truth. So the father gave Christ a gift. What is the name of that gift? Grace. Grace. If your name is grace, you are blessed. The second thing. Is that that gift that Christ received which is grace. Go to the next verse. That gift was given to men. Alright. Please take note of this because very, very important. So, let, let's assume Christ, this is a gift. Because it, the gift was also mantle. It was a mantle. It was called grace. So, the Father gave to Christ. Now, Christ, when he died, was buried, rose again. Then after 40 days, he was ascending. As he was ascending, he gave that gift to men. But what he did, he divided the gift into gifts. He took his mantle and divided it into five. He says, this is apostle. Receive. Yes. And not the briefcase apostle. This is a function, not, not not title. This is prophet. Take it. Hallelujah. I think he was saying take it. <laughs> take it. Hallelujah. This is evangelist. Simone Malize. This is teacher. <laughs> this is pastor. So he divided his gift into five. And then he gave those gifts to men. But I want you to know something. That gift was given to men as he was ascending. Now why does Paul say that? He has the picture of Elijah. When the chariots of fire came and up Elijah as he was ascending. What happened? The mantle fair. Gifts are given when the man with the mantle is ascending. Now that's another message. That's <laughs> so as Christ was ascending, he gave gifts to men, but the Bible also says he took captivity captive. Are you ready for these deep things? Mmm, 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 my God. Now, what does it mean he took captivity captive? It simply means when Christ was ascending, he was not ascending alone. He had captivity ascending with him. Because every righteous man and woman who died before Christ came was in Sheol, was in hell. Now, in those days, hell had two compartments. There was a hell for the righteous and there was a hell for the wicked. So, Jesus now goes to hell, the three days, and he entered into the realm of the righteous. Abraham was there. That is what Jesus meant, Abraham's bosom. It was there down. Mm -hmm. That is why when the rich man was crying to who? To Abraham. Send Lazarus. Yes. What did Abraham tell him? There is a big gap. So, mm. <laughs> so there were two compartments. Yes. Abraham's bosom. Yes. And then the hell of the devil. Yes. <laughs> but Jesus. Went to Abraham's bosom. Yes. And took all those who had died. Yes. Before he came. Yes. He resurrected them. If you read the book of Matthew, the Bible says when Jesus died, the graves of the righteous were opened. Yes. Yes. People saw Abraham walking. Yes. Other people saw who else? <laughs> they were walking in Jerusalem. Because he had entered into that realm of hell and took captivity captive. And he said from today, I am changing the abode of the righteous. Uh-huh. It will, when, you, when they die now, they will not go down. They will go up. So he took the captivity captive and then when he was ascending, he ascended with them. Abraham ascended. Isaac ascended. David ascended. Oh my God. Adam ascended. All of them ascended. And as he was ascending with them, because you see, they had already expired. They could not be resurrected. They could just go with him. But he said, as I'm going with this righteous dead, there are righteous living. That is you and I. And so he said, okay, I want to leave my gift. And he released it. Some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers. Now, why am I telling you these deep things? So that you can understand the spiritual reality of what was going on. But there is something else that the Bible says. Now, this one, please take note because, oh my God. Pastor Kim, may God help me here. Now, (laughs) the Bible says, he who ascended, go to the next verse, he who ascended on high, it also means he first descended. Now, he went down to hell and he went to the very bottom of hell. And then he rose again and ascended to the very heavens. And Paul says somewhere else, he went above all the heavens. Yes, above. The first, the second, the third, he went above all of them. Mm-hmm. So that he can feel all in all. Now when Jesus was ascending, and this is where now we go back to the issue of heavens. Yes. As he was ascending, okay, he descended. And he entered into hell and plundered hell completely. Yes. Yes. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Hell is under the domain of Christ. Oh. That is why God can send his servant to hell yes. called Kismayu. Yes. And that hell will change. Yes. Do you know Africa was hell? Yes, it was. Missionaries came yes. and they entered into hell. Yes. And they made it to become Lord something else. Jesus. Because he planted hell. And then what happened when he was ascending, now he, begin, he began to enter the heavens. Kayaza, This is a warrior. He's a warrior. He entered into the first heaven. And he saw principalities and powers. And he disarmed them. Kapura. He disarmed principalities and powers. He entered into another realm. Disarmed principalities and powers. Enters into another realm. His work was to access all the heavens... To take over those territories. Yes. Oh, Jesus. He said, in my father's house, yes. there are many mansions. Yes. There are many places. And then he tells him this. I go to prepare a place for you. Some of you, you are waiting to die. To go there. Let me tell you. He prepared those places as yes. he was ascending. Yes, yes. The places have already been preserved for you. Yes. What are you waiting for? He comes to a, to a heaven realm. He saw he sees a principality. He sees a power. He says, "Hey, I have come to take my possession. Give way." He disarms them, He takes the keys. And all the heavens he possessed and occupied. Then he went to the very highest of heaven. Now, what did we say before? He gave gifts. Can I have five young men coming here? Please, just grant. Five people, grant. Parusa Kataya baga. Oh, thank you, my brothers. Now, so just look at the people. Jesus is here. They are on the earth. Now, Jesus is ascending to the heavens disarming principalities and powers and taking jurisdictions. But then he releases gifts to men. He says, you are apostle, you are prophet, you are pastor, you are evangelist, you are teacher. Why? So that you can carry a briefcase? So that you can be called apostle? That is nonsense. Oh my God. So that you can have a title evangelist. That is not the reason. The reason why he gave gifts to men is so that this man can prepare this man. Yes. So that now together as the army, yes. we can now enter the heavens. Yes, 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 yes. Where he already prepared for us. Yes. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. So this function is number one. To prepare the saints. Yes. So that the saints now, they can become the army. Gideon principle. Yes, yes. And when the saints become the army, yes. led by these generals, we can now begin to ascend to the heavens. Oh, we enter a sphere. Yes. To same, Yesu ali disarmed principality. Yes. Now, we occupy if your heaven is still occupied by principalities and powers, wake up. That is an illegal occupant. Jesus has already summed him. So the, the, the heavenly realm in Kasarani, the principalities and the powers in this realm are illegal occupants. And the reason why they are still occupying is because the apostles, the prophets, the pastors, the evangelists, the teachers have not yet equipped the saints so that the saints can arise in the heavenly places and occupy those places. What what are we waiting for?
3: Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh
4: Jesus. Oh
0: Jesus. What are we waiting for? In the Old Testament, and I shared this yesterday, in the Old Testament, God told them, I am taking you to the land of promise. What was the land of promise for the children of Israel? Canaan. Crossing the Red Sea, crossing the Jordan. In the New Testament, we have a land of promise. Our land of promise is the heavenly places. And these heavenly places, yes. we don't access them when we die. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Access them we, when we die, we go to a place called paradise. Yes. 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 We occupy those places when we are alive.
1: Hallelujah. True.
0: True. Me, I don't know if I'm making sense, but anyway, I, I'm enjoying it. So may you go as the army of God, even in your own family, go occupy the heavens. You must come to a level and a stature, even as a child of God. And ladies and gentlemen, that is why we labor in preaching and in doctrine, so that you can arise, know your position, grow in stature, grow in the anointing, grow in knowledge, for your heaven to be occupied that there is no devil, no devil can operate in your heaven. Ah. Ah. Every demon, every demonic spirit operating in my heaven, you are an illegal resident. Those of you who are married, you, you must grow in a certain stature. No devil can even dare pass through and the demons are visiting you in your house. How, how can that happen? How can that happen? It is if even if we pray for the people, it is good, but that is not, that is that is first aid. Yes. What we need is to empower God's people by the word. By revelation. So that they can develop muscles to become a strong man. And Jesus said, if you want to dislodge a strong man, you must be stronger than him. So the church, to occupy those places, we must become stronger. So that our presence alone casts out demons. Our presses alone cast out principalities and powers. I know generational curses are real, but let me tell you, there is something more real than that. It is called the power of the church. Yes. So, apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists, they are not raised to have good suits. I mean, Do you know nowadays every young man is apostle? Jama 15 years, apostle, apostle, apostle. You don't even understand what you're saying. An apostle is not someone who starts churches. Even you can start many churches, just have money. True or false? Oh, I have 10 churches, you know, I have flowing in an apostolic anointing. Nonsense. I did a crusade in India. Fifty people got saved. I am an evangelist. What is that? Actually, the Bible says Jesus gave some. In other words, he made some. He did not call some. He made some. We are not called into the fivefold ministry. We are made. Oh, pastor, me, I'm called to be a prophet. Your signals here it is not about calling, it is about making he makes somebody, and when the Bible says make, it implies it is really in the hands of God. He's the one to determine. Yes. Yeah. You will just notice you have been made. Yes. He makes you. You have a DNA of an evangelist. Every time you come among God's people, you release the impartation of Christ. Yes. And then their muscles begin to build. Oh my God. Oh my God. A prophet comes and you begin to notice, wow! Yes. You know one of the things I discovered, uh, uh, man of God, this thing shocked me. Yes. That's why spiritual things don't joke. Yes. I discovered by the grace of God, yes. when I begin to relate with somebody, yes. my signals in another I don't, it's, it's not even teaching. At the, just let, the person begins to dream. The person begins to see things. It is because God makes people. So the impartation, the release, it is both in teaching and preaching, but also in relationships. Yeah. So from today, I want your understanding to shift. We are here To possess heaven. Please shake your neighbor. I know there is COVID, but it is not here. Shake your neighbor. We are here to possess heaven. Thank you, friends. Thank you. Somebody say, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I didn't want to stay long in that place, but... So, he went and took over the heavens, released gifts, so that the church through the fivefold ministry, can arise and possess those heavens. And when the church possesses all the heavens, that is when the scripture will fulfilled that he fills all things. We are heavenly beings. Somebody say, descending, ascending. Say it loudly. Descending, ascending. So we need to understand the descending and the ascending realities. My God. And you know, Pastor Kim, when I began to study that book of Ephesians, that's when I began to understand what is the church. You see, it says even in 310, Ephesians, for this intent that we may manifest the manifold wisdom of God, not to presidents, not to people. Not to your relatives, but to principalities and powers. The church is meant to be in a location so that the heaven of that location can be occupied. Oh Jesus. Oh, let it be so. I declare and I prophesy by the word of God none of you here will be a struggler in life. Those of you who do business, I tell you, as long as you're a member of this church, you will prosper and succeed in your business. Those of you who are married, your marriage will thrive. There cannot be divorce in this place. As long as you're married, your womb cannot be barren. You must give birth. Because we are occupying the heavens so that your life on the earth can be productive. As you leave this service today I want you to live with a militant mindset And say there is no devil There is no demon There is no generational curse That can affect me Because I am a part of the church I am called I am chosen I am faithful And we have the faithful ministers We are possessing the heavens
3: Oh my God.
0: Oh, Jesus. Poor as oh, Jesus. So he made some to be apostles, pastors, evangelists, all this, to occupy the spheres in the heavens. The Bible is sweet. I tell you. Everything is here. And that's why I'm emphasizing again and again. Let's build on the word. You imagine if you are exposed to dimensions of word. After three years, where will you be? Demons will be seeing you. They run for their lives. The raising of the army of the Lord. Jesus is a warrior king. He's raising an army. And now from verse 12 to verse 16, very quickly, five things as we finish. Why does God raise the fivefold ministers? Number one, to mature the saints, verse 12. Are you writing this down? I'm going to go very quickly. So the first thing is to mature the saints. That is in verse 12. Verse 13 is to bring the church to the unity of the faith. So that every one of us can have a deposit of faith. Verse 14, number 3, is to bring spiritual establishment. This is serious. To bring spiritual establishment. And let me throw another stone. Thank God I'm not the pastor of this church. Me, I will go. (laughs) mukini Sengenya, Mimenda. Glory to God. Every one of you who is a member of this church, we admonish you by the grace of God. Don't leave and go to another church. Mm. Mm. Unajaribia una process. Mm. Mm. Stay here. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Stay here. Yes. Because we want you to be established. Don't run, run everywhere. Stay in one place, so that you can be established. Establishment is so important. Do you know, ladies and gentlemen, I have been saved for thirty-four years, and I've only been a member. I've, I've only been a member of two churches. Billy, ya kwanza nilifukuzwa na mungu. I was chased by God. You, you have been saved for five years, and you have been a member of ten churches. (laughs) Ah, no. That that should not be your story. That should not be your story. So, (laughs) glory to God. I think when we take tea, you will tell me how I have been. today. I don't know how I behave, but <laughs> <laughs> spiritual establishment. Somebody says spiritual, spiritual establishment. Number four, verse 15. So that you can measure up to Christ. So the measure that God has given to us is Christ. If we don't measure up to the stature of Christ, we cannot say we have matured. The measure is not a church in Nigeria. The measure is not a man of God from the West. The measure is Christ. So the work of the ministers is to deposit Christ in men so that we can rise up and measure to that standard. Yes. And the greatest message that should be preached on the pulpits is not motivational messages. Yes. It is not even prophetic messages. The message is one, Jesus Christ. Yes. And when we preach Christ, people measure to that. I think, Pastor Kim, our messages must begin to change. Yes, 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 yes. You know, sometimes I wonder, what, what have I been preaching? Mm. At the Seven Keys to be an effective social worker. Okay, we'll do those seminars. But that is not the message. Yes. The message is Christ. Yes. Yeah. Trouble your Thank God for the message. How to honor your man of God. I will preach it. It is good. It is part of the message of Christ. But we need to go beyond the man of yes, God. Yes, yes. To Christ.
4: To the measure.
0: The measure <laughs> is Christ. Yes. Thank God for honoring us. We, don't, we, we, we are not saying it's bad. But please, the measure is Christ. Nowadays, I see the birthdays of the man of God. Birthdays. It's okay to celebrate the birthday of your man of God. But my question is this. Are we celebrating Christ in that measure and more? The big event of the year is the birthday of the man of God. The measure is Christ. The measure is Christ. Please convince your neighbor for me. Tell them the measure is Christ. You should never do to your man of God what you have not done for Christ. If that makes any sense. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, Finally, verse 16. We're we going to read again out and loud, and then I finish. Oh, my God. Let's read it out and loud. One to go. From whom the whole body joint and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. So the five things, the purpose of the fivefold ministry to mature the saints, to bring unity of the faith, to bring spiritual establishment. For the church to measure up to Christ. And then number two, number five, for every joint to supply and every part to do its share. Every joint to supply. Every part to do its share. Life Church Kasarani, I want to encourage you. The day we will say we have succeeded in fulfilling God's agenda, Is when this verse 16 will be a true reality. Joints supplying. And it's not just one joint. Every joint supplying. And every part doing its share. There is a disease called arthritis. And the church can have spiritual arthritis. And arthritis affects joints and parts. So that a joint begins to swell. And when that joint begins to swell, that part cannot do its share. Mm. Davis, come. I borrow him for just two minutes. Let's appreciate favor. The church is a body. And a body, primarily, man of God, consists of parts and joints. And this body cannot function if the joints and the parts are not contributing. So, joints supply. What do joints supply? Life. From the head. So the head decides, I want to take a step forward. Now, do you know it's a combination of head, joints, and parts? So the church, the head is Christ. The head decides. But for that to be executed, the joints must supply and the parts must contribute. Mm -hmm. So I want to walk. Okay. Mm. Head, joints, parts. (laughs) Now, in the church, what what is that? The head is Christ. Mm. The joints are our relationships, Mm. the parts are our gifts. Uh Christ is the head. The joints, you see, a joint is that part that connects one part to another. Now, I'm doing like this. What is this? A whole part. But this part, for it to function, the joints, you see, I have so many joints. They have to partner. So, joints are our relationships one with another. So, he is the leader of the worship team. That is a part of the church. But that part of the church will only function if your relationships among one another are healthy. So relationship, relationships are joints that supplies life. When relationships in a local church are affected, the life of that church will be affected. But parts must do their share. So what is parts? Gifts. So in this church, there are so many gifts. Some of the gifts have been dormant among you people. There is someone who is sitting here. He is the answer to some of the things you have been praying for. Thank you, sir. Lakini, ni kakuapu. Kanangalianga do Kanangalianga tu vitu Eh, anyway, ni kanisa mzuri. Wacha ni nyamaze tu. Ni kue mshirika mzuri. Now, but what needs to happen, our relationships must develop and develop to a certain point where now you as a part will be comfortable to bring your gifts to bear in the local church. Amen. You know, I gave this story um, in the Apostolic House, and I think here, I don't know if I've ever shared this. Apostle Patrick Moradi gave us this story. I, uh, that story is good. I've been using this uh, as an illustration a lot. One day, he needed 100,000. And I want to show you how relationships are powerful. So he went to fast and pray. For 100,000. I know those, these prayer retreats, the ones that have cubes, cube, Kuomba. So as he was in that cube praying, he had someone entered, enter the next cube. And then na You know, there are people who pray with an attitude. Everybody in their vicinity must know what they are praying for. So, Apostle Murethi is there praying and fasting for 100,000. And then the man next room, he was thanking God. saying, Lord, thank you for these millions you have given to me. Hallelujah. (laughs) And then he prayed, Oh God, show me the man of God that I should bless No, literally, that is the true story. I mean, you are here praying for money. There is a person here who is thanking God for millions. He is looking for someone to give. And then when that man prayed, he closed his cube and he went. And the man of God was left praying for 100,000. You know what that means? It doesn't matter your level of need and someone's ability to supply that need. If there is no joint, there will be no flow. One practical advice I can give you today. Somebody say today. Before you go home, know the names of at least five people that you don't know in this church. And begin with your neighbor if it's not your wife. Know who they are. This behavior of Nairobi, people leaving service and they move like jets, you don't even know how they have left, is not good. Relate with people, know people, build relationships, because the life of Christ will only flow to the extent of our relationships. So how do we pray after preaching like that? And then to Malaysia. So stand up on your feet, let's have someone on the keyboard, please. I think we are getting there. Do you know I have preached for one hour and 45 minutes. Hey, coffee. That is wonderful. <laughs> one hour, 45 minutes. I tell you, it's a word. We need to build by the word. And I hope and I pray that you have received certain things that are going to help you as a ministry and also as a person. As I, said, as I said yesterday, I have so much, honestly, to share with us. And I just want to ask for your indulgence for me to bring out all the things that we need to bring out in this conference to lay a very strong foundation for this ministry. Today we have built that foundation stone. Jesus Christ is a warrior king and he fights and makes war through his body, the church of Jesus Christ. This local church is here to occupy jurisdictions for Christ. And I want us to lift up our hands and our voices right now and begin to pray for ourselves as a ministry and say, Lord, Raise us up to be the people that you have ordained and called us to be. Can you lift up your voice, son, right now and just begin to pray. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Shara bakaya. Don't whisper. Raise your voice just for five minutes and then we'll be done. Just for five minutes. Raise your voice, somebody, and pray. Pray for yourself. Pray for the leaders. Pray, 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 pray. Barabaganda basele bagaya. Yes, yes. Can you raise your voice? Can you raise your voice? Can you raise your voice? Worship team, please come in front right now. Rapa sakatala maganda baba baba. Sele begeda bazakatakara baba baba. Shala bakaya mazoka tabakada baba. Sondokurobo shakataya. Bazela bakaya mazoria. Kura bagara baba baba. Lead us in. I want to ask my sister to lead us in this song. Uh, it's a song that we all know. And it's going to be our prayer today. To make a prayer to God and say, Lord, as a ministry, we want to bear fruit. And Jesus said, if you abide in me, and my word abides in you, then you will bear much fruit. Life Church Kassarani, declare, you shall bear much fruit. The DNA in this church is good. And I believe that God is going to help you in years to come to raise a people for God. Oh, my Father. Lift up both your hands above your head one more time. Before our sister begins to lead us, just raise your voice and begin to pray. Begin to pray. Call on the name of the Lord and just pray for the ministry. Pray for the ministry. Come on, somebody, lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and pray. Zala Bakaya Mazolia Bakata Kadaba Zele Bashanda Rapakaya Mazolia Zele Becera Mazaka Tala Bakaya Mamoza
1: Zabibu.
2: Yes, Lord. Nina yes. Nani. Yes.
0: together
4: us and your word has chosen us. I declare in the name of Jesus in every situation you find yourself today you come to the full stature of Christ. You begin having dominion as Christ would have if he was in that situation. I don't know whether you had find yourself today, by reason of the word that has proceeded forth. You come to the fullness of the stature of Christ in that situation. You represent Jesus fully. You will not say anything that Jesus would not say. You will not behave the way Jesus would not behave. You will not confess the way Jesus would not confess. I declare right now in this meeting lift up your hands everybody in the name of Jesus everybody Sakota, by the ministry of the word that has proceeded forth in Jesus mighty name. Today in the name of Jesus manifest
3: in the fullness of Christ wherever you find yourself today in the name
4: of Jesus in whatever situation By virtue of that very word, may you feel your space. May you feel your place.
3: May you sit on your heavens. In the mighty name of Jesus, manifest as Christ. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. I can't hear somebody receiving this. Until we come to the full measure of the stature of Christ... I believe tonight there is a level we have just been brought and I declare in the name of Jesus you come to that level now. You come to that level now of understanding, of grace, of power, of dominion, of authority, of victory in the name of Jesus. If it is water you have to walked on, walk on that water. If there is bread you must multiply. Multiply that bread. If it is the dead, you must raise. Raise that dead. If there is demons, you must cast out. Cast them out. Cast them out. Zakataya La Pagaza Rekazaka Even as blind eyes That must open Let them open Even as the cripple That must walk Walk now Zakata Zakata Zakataya
4: Oh yes The full stature The full stature jesus where you are bringing us this afternoon we enter yes we enter jesus we enter there we enter there the healing position you're bringing us we enter there the understanding the revelation the knowledge you're bringing us we enter there the dominion the authority that you are releasing to us we enter there We refuse to come out of this service. The same men
3: that came in. We come out of this service having known we have apprehended the kingdom. We have it in our hands. We have it in our hands. We have it in our hands. This Kasarani terrain. Gazaga, Gazata, Jatayama. As a church in the name of Jesus. As a church, as a body, we sit in our position. We sit in our position in the heavenly realms of Kasarani. We withdraw the spirits that intimidates the church. Zakataya, Lakabagaza, we possess in the spirit in the word in the resources I said in the resources let the businessmen and the business women in this church occupy the mountain that is theirs Zakataya, zaka let the families sit upon the places Ragazika, Lagazika. Prepared, prepared, prepared in your family the places, prepared, the places, prepared, the places, prepared, the place, prepared, the place, prepared, the place prepared, 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 prepared Gaza, 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 the place, the place of victory, the place of healing, the place, the place, the place. Aware of 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 the place. Aware of, of the place. Next to Abraham. Next to Abraham. For it is written concerning us. The Gentiles shall come from many nations and they shall sit and eat with Abraham. I declare my, my table mates, my table mates, they change today, they change today. I refuse to eat from the crumbs that fall from the table of the other masters. Today, like Mephibosheth, I am brought from Lodeba To begin to feast with the rulers, with the kings. In my place. 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 in place. In my place. In my place. In Kasarani Life Church. Kasarani. Enter your place in your family. Enter your place. Kazaga! 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 kazaga. We are seated! We are seated! We are seated! Kazaga! Catch the spirit of Caleb and Joshua! Declare we are well able to enter our inheritance! Catch! Catch it! All be of a different spirit! Be of a different spirit, Kazoga, 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 Kazoga. Be of a different, Karoza Don't fear the sons of Anak and the nephilims of Canaan. Ora Gazaga, Lake the mountain of Hebron, the mountain of Hebron, Kazaga We are well able. Kiriat Jarba shall not be able to overcome us today this afternoon we ascend we ascend we ascend to our rightful possessions in Christ in Christ Zakataya Lagadaba full stature full stature full stature full stature full stature stature. Gazaga Lakayaba Zakataba, lakadaba, zikataba, full stature. Rakadaba, zikataba, full stature, full stature. Rakadaba, zakataba, lakadaba, ziketeke, 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 ziketeke. Life church Kasarani, full stature, full stature. Karagada, you must come, Kariza. You are relationships. You are relationships. Every barrier to relationships. Parazaga, karagaza, rakataba. Every maturity, Rekazaga, katabaga, katabaza, Lakadaba, rakazika, lakazika, Lekazika. Every ignorance, kazikatama, as a hindrance to relationships. Kazikatama, ro ya kuogopana come on somebody call for the spirit of understanding, the spirit of oneness, the spirit of unity call it forth let the anointing begin to flow your help is being carried by another part we need the joints let the joints Manifest let the joints, manifest. Leather joints, manifest. Leather joints, manifest. Leather joints. manifest Leather joints, manifest. Leather joints, the joints, the joints and the smews and the ligaments and the ligaments in the church. the ligaments, the joints, the smews in the church. Between a lady and another one and a man and another one, a family and another one, a home cell and another one. Let the ligaments, let the ligaments grow, grow, let them grow, grow. We call them forth. We call them forth. We call them forth. Connections of the Father of the spirit. We call, we call, we call. Upendo,
4: upendo. Let these connections begin in the name of Jesus. Father, we repent of ignoring graces. People taking for granted Just lift up your hands. Lord, release upon us a spirit of oneness. Let there be peace between brother and brother. Peace, shalom, harmony. That is an anointing. Not a discipline, but an anointing. Not an activity we practice, but an anointing. Like Jesus met With John the Baptist in the belly of their mothers. And John leapt. And agreed. And acknowledged the presence of Jesus. I pray today. As believers begin to meet with one another. Things will begin to leap within their spirit man. Great connections are going to be built up here. Love will flow. Any seed of discord now we declare it is sterile. It cannot produce in the name of Jesus. We break classism in the name of Jesus. Those separations that the devil tries to bring along tribal lines, you know, economic, you know, social status. We break those things. We break those things. Lord, remove the masquerade from our faces. Let there be realities of life made manifest. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray, may hearts be opened up to one another. In Jesus' mighty name, do we pray and do we believe. Somebody put your hands together and bless you. Apostle David Juma's book resisting defilement is at the back. We've come to the end of the service. So as you go out, if you'd want to partake of that book, 400 shillings and I encourage everybody to go and take it. Amen. Amen. Can we purpose to buy and read that book? Good. So if you haven't had that book, before he comes uh, tomorrow, Apostle is with us tomorrow. Let's appreciate the Lord from 6pm don't miss out tomorrow believe the anointing of God is growing here things are shifting you know Pastor Mark I was sensing there is a there is something we are missing I, I was feeling we are in the right season but there is something we are missing and when you mentioned relationships I have never seen it that way, and I knew that is it. And it's as if the Spirit of the Lord has laid that burden in your spirit for quite some time. Because even when you're here, you encourage the new believers to connect with the church. And I sense, since we expanded the church, many are the newer people than the older people. The older people are so neat together, so neat, know they have gone through the persecutions <laughs> from my house to the hotel to the classroom to here to theft, to everything. But the people who have joined us we have not been deliberate as the older people to give you a hand of fellowship. But I sense an impression in my spirit. Something is shifting in the hearts of the older people. Say amen you know I came to realize relationships are not built by practice and training, it is an anointing that comes and sorts the matter, may that anointing land on every one of us in Jesus mighty name and my prayer is you that has come to this church this year or end of last year when we extended the tent feel part of us but beyond that we want to be deliberate with you so as Pastor Mark has given a divine instruction, don't talk to somebody you know. Get to five people or ten that you don't know. Hold a tangible, genuine conversation. Let them know who you are. Let you know who they are. And begin from there in Jesus' mighty name. But there is another way. Attend all the meetings. Are we together? P- plan, purpose. You as new. Plug in. I can tell you those that have been consistent like more. You may think Mo has been here for the last uh, five years. You know, even the way he runs here, are we together. But I can tell you, even if I just call a crisis meeting to make a prayer, I know one of the people that will not miss is Mo. 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 It says Mo. 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 Not Mo, but Mo. Mo. He's a luya, not a mkamba. And we bless the name of the Lord. Amen? And I believe even he has outshined some that have been here for many years. His commitment. So, don't only wait from the other side. Also, Ram. If I was to talk about the... the what are they called? The Isaac, Baba Zamar. You may think uh, <coughs> they are the missionaries sent to launch this church. And they came this year. But you can see the deliberate effort that they employ. So, You have heard what has been said. That you are blessing is with a part of the body. So, may you make it a point. Thank you, Pastor Mark. In Jesus' mighty name. Let's declare the benediction. Lift up your hands to the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If in your spirit you're moved to give the world project, you're welcome. We thank God for uh, Victor Kemavi. He's the one who gave this pulpit. Uh, he gave 30,000. Glory be to the name of the Lord to make this pulpit. It's a blessing. He's not a member of our, of our church. He is a brother to one of our members. And he came, he saw the struggling pulpit and he said, Pastor, I feel I need to bless this church because of what I've received here. Uh, and so he gave to us this wonderful pulpit. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So people are still giving. The ministry of giving never stopped with Jesus giving himself at the cross. It still
0: continues.
4: May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. Amen. May the name of the God of Jacob defend you. Amen. May he send you help from the sanctuary and strengthen you out of Zion. Amen. May he remember all your offerings and accept your many sacrifices. May he grant you according to your heart's desires and fulfill all your purpose. We will rejoice in your salvation and in the name of God, we'll set our banners tomorrow in the meeting. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Amen. Amen. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Can I have the visitors fast leave? Don't leave? Listen. If you don't belong to a home cell, in November we are having our last monthly home cell and it will be a bash. For every home cell, you have to do a bash. So, get to ask Evans at the back. Lift up your hands. Good. Evans and Davis. Davis, lift up your hand to show, to tell them where you come from so that they may allocate you your home cell. In Jesus' mighty name. God bless you. You can interact as the word of God has been spoken. there was something else hidden